Hello there, it's Friday, which means it's time once again for the best movie podcast ever. The only movie podcast to offer objective and hyperbole-free discussion of every movie in the known universe. I am your host, the podcast with no name, Conrad, and with me as always, he's no shiv, spud, it's Anthony James. Good afternoon, good evening, good night. Hello, Conrad, how are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. I am concerned by the fact that I think... Of the, I'm going to say, 10% of people who clicked onto this video without really knowing the film that we're discussing, that introduction is going to make no sense and it's going to sound like I just had an aneurysm while introducing (laughs) you. You're assuming people usually know what you're talking about, Conrad, and I, for one... I think I'm the only one who understands you, Conrad. Fair point. Yeah, I, I do have a I do have a penchant for for unnecessarily floral language, and uh, and here we are again. Um, we're we're stepping into the world of animation for the next two episodes. We've not really no, that's not. I was going to say we've not really done any animation before. That's nonsense. We've done plenty of animation. It's just been we kind did of... that uh, anime which was about I'm not your name. Say your name. Yes, yes. Yeah, and uh, we've done it. I feel like we've done some Pixar stuff as well. It's been so long. Oh, yeah, long. yeah, we have, yeah. Yeah, we have, yeah. But, um, yeah, we're, we're stepping into the world of DC animation just for a little break from the live-action stuff before yeah. we descend into the murky depths. We're just delaying sna- it, yeah. We're yeah, de- we're putting delaying. it off. We're putting off the inevitable. We know, we can see the iceberg coming in the form of Zack Snyder's <laughs> <laughs> reimagining of Batman. And I was like, we can't go from the best Batman to the worst Batman without some kind of buffer in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is that. So this week, um, we are going to be talking about the uh, Dark Knight Returns, the animated adaptation of the Frank Miller um, graphic novel, this comic, I guess. It was t- it turned into a trade paperback yeah. um, of the same name. We're doing part one this week. We'll do part two next week. So I say, without further ado, let's talk about some gosh darn movies. Let's ding dang do it. Movies, we're here to talk about them, but, I, well actually I was going to say, but before we do, as a kind of intro to this mm-hmm. next bit, this exciting new next bit, but to be honest, this is talking about movies as well, yeah. so that's entirely arbitrary, but the people, ha- there's been a groundswell of support, <laughs> <laughs> by which I mean, Anthony suggested that I pull my finger out and do this last week, and I was like, "All right, fair enough. I'll bring it back." It didn't really stop for any reason beyond the fact that, like, I couldn't find. There were like three weeks running where I couldn't find good stuff, and I was like, "I'm just not going to do it rather than do it badly." Um, well, I think we also wanted to focus in the episodes a bit more, but then once we realised that we just ramble on anyway, yeah. we're like, "Well, if we're still doing an hour episode. Why not <laughs> yeah. throw it back in?" Yeah, exactly. We've just robbed people of, frankly, better content than we can provide because <laughs> yeah. we were like, trusting ourselves kind to do half an hour. Hour. yeah yeah exactly every episode we're like we'll do half an hour and then it's like fuck we've gone 50 minutes again <laughs> so i mean this is gonna probably extend it to an hour and 20 minutes we'll see um but that of course means though i can feel the anticipation building yeah. like you at home you're you're here for the for a moment in history that will be talked about for potentially generations to come it is of <laughs> course the return of the much beloved much beloved i don't know if that's an, that's an expression beloved. We'll go with it, but yeah, sure. We'll go with that. It is, of course, the return of Back to the Feature. I'm doing my Mac. Well, hopefully, I can find the old, uh, the old graphics. Yeah, yeah find that, find that theme song somewhere. If not, it's fine. We'll go straight in. Um, so, for those of you who weren't around uh, when this was last thing, I think we kind of stopped doing it about probably about this time last year, to be honest, or maybe a bit later. Maybe. 
I have selected a feature film. It's not from 25 years ago, because that's where we got stuck last time. It's from around the release of this movie, which was <clears throat> September 2012, when the movie we're here to talk about, The Dark Knight Returns, came out. So this is from around that. Anthony's going to hear five clues, and he's going to have five opportunities to guess the film. Each clue he hears will lower the amount of points he will score. So he'll get five points if he gets on the first one, four points on the second, three points on the third, two points on the fourth, and one point on the fifth. Play along at home, and also keep track at home, because I ain't going to do it. <laughs> Anthony, are you ready for Back to the Feature? Oh, I was born ready. Oh, that's good. That's what I like to hear. A bit of confidence. Bit of confidence. Yeah. Okay, so I've changed the format of this a bit. It's less poorly sourced, uh, <laughs> like backstage rumors from IMDb that I can't find evidence for because I didn't want to become responsible for like perpetuating myths that, that have <laughs> that have no basis in reality. Um, so this is actual objective facts about the movie uh, for the okay. uh, for the most part. So here's your first one. It's the release date. Released on the 27th of September, 2012. Okay, so obviously I'm not going to get this one, but let's let's have a little fun with it. 2012. Yeah, yeah give me a 2012 movie. Well, 2012, I think, was actually a 2012 movie, but it came out in <laughs> December, I believe. Did um, it actually? It would have been awful if it didn't, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, this is now this film. Did this did this film uh, the uh, the Dark Knight right, Returns right? Did that get a cinema release? It did. Yeah, both of them did. Oh, okay. This one actually made quite the the Dark Knight Returns actually made a few million dollars at the at the, oh, at the really? cinemas. Like it did quite well. Okay, so so actually then, um, because I'm just trying to gauge whether or not it could be another superhero film. Like, would they have spaced them out, um, at all? 2012. I'm gonna go with Thor, the Dark World. I think you might be a bit late. I think, that. I think that might have been before 2012. You're incorrect. It's not Full of Dark World, but it's a good guess. It is a good close. guess. Close. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was close. <laughs> <laughs> okay, second one. These first, like, so I've deliberately set up these first two. If you're sitting at home thinking, there's no way we're going to get these. They do get easier, but these first two, <laughs> yeah. this, these are to separate the wheat from the chaff. Like, if you can get this on the first two, then, you know. God, God be with you. As far as I'm concerned, the long form <laughs> slag of me, because you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna be weak. Conrad's just Anthony will drag it there. out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Anthony will drag it out to the, at least the fourth one. Um, <laughs> okay, so the second one. This is how much it grossed. Okay. Okay. So it grossed sixty six million dollars. Okay, so, so not bad. A reasonable success. Yeah. That that makes me feel like it's a horror. Okay. I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, I kind of feel like any other f- type of film would have made a lot more money. Or yeah, you're money. thinking like a Blumhouse, like uh, you know, one of those movies about possessions, perhaps. Oh yeah, so yeah, <clears throat> maybe. I shouldn't pa- be giving you uh, hints. Let's go Paranormal Activity three. Okay. It's not Paranormal Activity three. It's a good guess. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna prime the pump on this next one because I think you're gonna get it on this one. Okay. I'd I, I be so. This next one is tagline. Third oh, one is tagline. Okay. I think well we'll see. So okay. the tagline for this movie, so just to reiterate, released in twenty seventh of September two thousand twelve, gross sixty six million. The tagline is Hunted by your future, haunted by your past. Hunted by your future. Haunted. If you don't get it on this one, I'm I, I think you'll get it on the next one. That's haunted my, by that's your my past. Call. Hunted by your future, haunted by your past. So it's something to do with time travel. That's why you think I'll get it in this one. 
Um, I like the meta game of this. Where you, yeah. You're like analyzing why I think you'll get it. Haunted by your future, <clears throat> haunted by your past. Um, I'm gonna be. Oh, I think I got it. Go on. Is it Looper? He's done it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. He's he's figured it out. It is Looper. It is the Ryan Johnson. Not really a smash hit, but it was a damn good movie. Oh, it's Looper. a smash hit. It's a smash hit, I tell you. Well, sma- yeah, smash hit in our hearts. Bruce Willis um, with that fringe. Come on. Come on. Oh, yeah. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt with that fake nose that was fooling absolutely <laughs> no one. Yeah, yeah so yeah. The, the, the fourth clue there would have been starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis, which I think that would have tipped you over the edge. And then the, the fifth clue would have been a hired assassin becomes embroiled in a conspiracy, a criminal conspiracy, after an older version of himself is sent back in time to be assassinated, which is, that's given to you on a silver platter right To be honest like, I, would, I actually view the fourth clue there as easier than the fifth. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe yeah. I should have done director for the fifth clue. Because if you... Yeah. Well, I know. <clears throat> I would have got it. I would have probably got it even if you just told me 2012 and the director's name, to be honest. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> We're still working out the kinks. We're still working out the kinks. No, no. But, I'm got, <laughs> but I got it before the problematic uh, ordering of the questions came, Conrad. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you you, uh, you sort of... Um, you were prepped for the chicane in the, in the, <laughs> the, the road right there. Um, but a good showing. A good showing on the return. Three points. Yeah. Right. So congratulations at home. You've had your Back to the Future. We're going to talk about <laughs> the Dark Knight Returns now, <laughs> yeah. so no complaining. Not allowed to complain. Um, so before we talk about this, mm-hmm. did you you didn't know about these movies, right? Before we before I sort of suggested them. No, I, I didn't at all. <laughs> I don't know how I missed them. I um, I've read the graphic novel or the. Oh, you have read the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, in one of my many moments of uh, deciding that I want to read comics, this happened to be the one I bought that time. Uh, yeah. And then I didn't read any more after. And then I, mm. a year later, I bought another one. And so yeah. this is one one out of maybe 15 that I own. Okay. Well, I mean, The Dark Knight Returns is considered like a seminal Batman comic mm. book. Um, I, I believe it's where kind of Frank Miller really made his name as a as a, as a a comic book writer as well. Um, there's, so... also, there's also a sequel, <clears throat> isn't there? And to I, to I, the comic, yeah, and I think I think I've got the sequel as well, and I and I remember I didn't like it as much mainly because the art style was completely different. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure about that. I, I'm not like an expert on the Bat- Batman comics to be honest. I'm I, I'm very much a very much a mainstream. Like I've read Killing Joke, Dark Knight Returns, and whatever happened to the Cape Crusader and like Death in the Family and yeah. Long Halloween, like the, 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 the big ones, the hits. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, Frank Miller, Frank Miller's a weird guy, to be honest. Um, so if he, if he wrote a sequel to this, like way after um, these original ones, then uh, I'm not sure how I'd feel about the quality of it. Cause he, he went in some strange directions, but the point that I'm, I, I wanted to get to was that there's this, there's this weird kind of like duality between, um, Adap- live action adaptations of comic book movies which are always met with like oh, are you going to fuck this up and animated adaptations of comic books which I think because of the rich vein particularly of DC um, comic ad- adaptations into animation over the last 20 years most people are like oh this is going to be great um, so the, gu- the guy who directed this Jay I don't know how to pronounce his surname. It's either Oliver or Oliver, um, but he did both mm. Dark Knight Returns one and two. He did the Flashpoint Paradox, um, which is also very very good, um, and he worked on the Starship Troopers animated series in the late nineties for a little bit, which wasn't good, but I watched it, so I wanted to mention. It that. got him to here though. It got him. To it hear. did. It was a stepping stone. <laughs> it was yeah. a stepping stone to here. Um, 
so as a, as a kind of I don't I can't say priming the pump twice in one episode. I almost did it again. Then that's it, it's not a it's not a turn of phrase. I, 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 yeah, I love that. That's that's in the memory box there, Conrad. <laughs> yeah. He reaches into that part of his brain yeah. and he grabs the phrase. It's just like what's in prime, it? Rustle around a little bit, pull pump. it out. There it is. You know what? Um, I know <laughs> the human brain as well, Conrad. Is you've probably heard that phrase on some documentary or video you've watched on YouTube in the last week. Yeah. Prime the pump, and it's just there. It's just in your head, and you can't get rid of it. <laughs> I literally got done watching. Citizen Kane uh, about an hour before we started recording this so maybe I had it in that who knows Prime the Pump yeah, <laughs> yeah Prime the Pump that famous line from Citizen Kane um, <laughs> so Batman in this version I'm laying the foundation here I'm just yeah, yeah. like I'm gonna set out the scene Batman in this version is long retired so we yeah. and, I, and we're gonna be returning to this throughout the discussion of it um, the, the similarities between this and other Batman movies because you can yeah. see very clearly what's been lifted out of this by yeah, yeah, yeah. N- not just not just the um the Christopher Nolan stuff but also some of the Zack Snyder stuff as well um and and w- the first thing we see in this movie is Batman not being able to drive very well he's like an old retiree who's like doing F it's not F1 but it's kind of it looks like yeah, IndyCar car, Indy car movie. yeah it's like street racing around the like the streets of Gotham um, and he's pushing his car too fast, which is perhaps a metaphor for how this story will go. Yeah, he's on the limit. With his body. He's, he's on yeah, the he's, limit. He's, um, and his response to being told to, to cool it is to rip a bunch of wires out of his dash, and then he's frustrated when his car breaks, which I don't. I would expect better <laughs> of Batman, to be honest. I personally actually quite like this uh, little intro part of, you know, I thought it was a good way to set up the character. I also think that the uh, the fact that they went with a Formula One style indie car um, meant that uh, it was actually reminiscent of certain Batmobiles, which was cool. <clears throat> yeah. Then when you see his actual Batmobile, it's just lit- a tank. Literally just a tank, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no kind of uh like a, attempt to conceal it behind like oh this is a a bridging vehicle or whatever it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's, a, ha- it's a house moving batmobile it has a <laughs> it has a fucking cannon on the front of it <laughs> like, um so we get some um mentions of dick grayson and jason todd i'm not actually sure if uh the comic was written before tim drake showed up as the third robin but we get we get mentions of the two the two robins and a big part of um the implied reason that Batman has retired in this is that Jason Todd was killed by the Joker and he's got like this Robin mm. costume um, sort of hung on display in the Batcave. Um, first things first, we won't get too much into Batman, uh, what he does in this movie, but how did you feel about the kind of um, design of Batman? Like how he's built like an absolute brick shit house in this? Yeah, no, I enjoyed that. I didn't how massive he is. Really, yeah. also, whenever Robin comes into it too, really, like, right up against robin he like she's so small and he's massive yeah, like yeah. um he literally yeah, he literally looks like a brick shit house you're exactly right it's, I, it's I, ridiculous I it. like how is he how is he doing any ninja stuff like how he weighs he, like 400 pounds i'm i'm sorry as well like as a man who like I'm, you know i'm not big because of muscle like he is but i'd say i'm probably the same profile as this man uh yeah. why I want him to tell me where he got this Formula One car because I'd love to drive that. But I, there's no way I'd fit in an actual Formula Alfred One. Alfred probably built it. Alfred is such a fucking <laughs> like just a Deus Ex Machina in these movies. It's like what a, what can Alfred do? Ah, uh, he's he's a doctor. He can also like make race cars. I guess like whatever you need him to do, he's there for you. Basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, speaking in terms of physically comparing ourselves to Batman, watching uh, Batman or Bruce Wayne as he is for most of the, the early parts of this movie. 
audibly grunt when standing up filled <laughs> filled me with hope for my future. Because yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, if yeah. Batman does it, then I feel a lot better. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. About- he he's been fighting crime for many many years and battered and bruised, whereas I am just maybe not as active as i should be and therefore just very grunt, unhealthy just grunting. Very, very unhealthy. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. But i mean it, we're the same we're the yeah, same apart we from both that. ended up at the same destination really yeah exactly exactly it's, uh, yeah, it's not it's not about the journey it's about the destination that's, that's what they say uh, that's yeah. that's what they say it is there you go so yeah we're, we're like we're two peas in the pod or three peas in the pod with yeah. uh with old batman you've also um, set up conrad the the uh the, the, the setup of batman yet again for the fourth time i think maybe third time since we've been chatting about Batman for the last month or two, we have the exact same setup of falling into a cave, being... Uh, it, yep. Every Batman story has the exact You just need same. to get him to the cave somehow. It's like, but, but at this point, you know, the audience are here like, we know what's going to happen. Come yeah. on. Like, get like yeah. get to the good stuff. Like, we don't need to see the fucking his parents gunned down again. It's fine. He's haunted. Um, He's haunted by it. You, you mentioned her just there. So uh, this is, as far as I'm aware, the only appearance of Carrie Kelly as robin in anything certainly in anything i've ever seen how did you find girl robin um in this as a character um yeah like fine i think she does more in the second part to be honest she doesn't do a huge amount in this one yeah um so i have just found the the sequel to this is called the dark knight strikes again carrie kelly is in that but not as robin as cat girl oh, okay cat girl oh okay fine so um cat girl you know it uh so i don't know what i Basically, I thought it was. I, th- I liked the character, and I liked sort of how she was, you know, very much wanted to help. She she wanted to fight up against the the injustice. I liked how she was like brave enough to walk through the arcade and stuff, um, better than being out in the dark streets. But um, I will say, and maybe you you can correct, you can help me with this, Conrad. I don't. I I'm, I probably must have missed it. Um, distracted by the kids or something. How did she get the suit? Um, I think Alfred just makes it for her. So it's not the same suit that was hanging up in the bats. Bathroom. No, I don't think so. I'm trying to remember now, actually. About but I can't even. I can't movie. even remember why she decided to be Robin. I just. I think I just like. I must have got distracted by the kids, and then I turned. She back. might have actually had it at home, you know. I vaguely remember a bit where she sort of dons a suit. Yeah, and she yeah. just. So and I was she just, just wondering: is it just out of nowhere the character just decides, you know, I'm going to be this generation's Robin? Yeah, I think maybe she just kind of made her mm. own, like Spider-Man, kind of makes his own Spidey costume. She just made a Robin costume, which, to be honest. Is a bit presumptuous, especially given that the last one was beaten to death. It's a bit like yeah. pick it, pick a new hero. Come on, that's stolen valor at that yeah, point. Also, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 stolen <laughs> valor, and also like, you know, she's gonna go and help Batman out, but at the same time, she's like masquerading as his dead friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna cause all. Well, let me tell you, have you seen the second part of this yet? No, or, no, no, I no. The second part of this, there is some grim stuff when it comes to their relationship uh, that is great, but it is also like, this is, you're being irresponsible here, Carrie. Like, this is a this is a damaged man and you are play- you're toying with his, <laughs> with his trauma. Um, so, okay, uh, we talked about the introduction of Carrie then. How did you feel about this, like, weirdly cyberpunk Gotham that you get in this movie because like you've got mm-hmm. the the mutants with their visors they talk weird for some <laughs> for some reason I, um, I i i was first of all i couldn't remember from the comic that they were called mutants i think that's a bit strange that they're even called mutants they're clearly not mutants for a start 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, 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 they're not mutants at all. Um, you know, as someone with multiple X-Men tattoos, let me tell you, these ain't no mutants. As much as they may cosplay as Cyclops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, they, you're right, actually. I didn't even put together the Cyclops bit. That, that's what weirded yeah. me out about it, the fact that they were like mutants. Let me ask you a question. Akira came out in 1988, and yeah. um, this came out, uh, the, the book anyway, in 86. Was Akira yes. previously a manga? It was, yeah. I, okay. Um, because the reason I say that is, I feel like I feel like not like they're not obviously very American compared to um, Akira, but there's certain aspects of like the world that remind me of it. But it's so I'm interested. I'm interested to find out that this came out before the film Akira. I would have, yeah, I would have seen some parallels there. Maybe, maybe Akira. I, th- I was, think the was I think the manga of Akira. I, I think the manga of Akira was out before this. But you are, yeah. I mean. There definitely is like a cyberpunk element to the depiction of Gotham and the gangs in it, which mm-hmm. is kind of wild, really. Like, and I, I love it. Like, it's just, I mean, they, they're basically saying ten years have passed since Batman retired, and this is a vision of the future. But it's also written in 1986, so we don't see it in this. But like, Ronald Reagan is the president in this, and it's like Ronald Reagan presiding over a cyberpunk. Gotham. It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, uh, this doesn't make any sense, but whatever. <laughs> like, I'm here for it. I mean, yes, it is. It is strange. And then you've also got Batman beating the living crap out of people while the policemen are just like, "Welcome back, bats!" And he's just like, "Well, beating and breaking the neck." And oh, back my, of that someone. is unbelievable how violent he is in this. <laughs> so, um, I mean, talking talking before about stuff that we can identify as being pulled from this into other stuff. Oh yeah, we get the word for word. We're in for a show, kid. When <laughs> Batman shows up, that you get in rises um, moments before he well beats the absolute shit out of um i can't remember who it is it's just some mutants i think isn't it that he yeah 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 they kidnap someone um he's also got the magic arm brace that he uses on his knee in rises he's got the same kind of really um, yeah like it's the same kind of thing that like (laughs) makes him super strong somehow um i did i did know i did notice the you're in for a show kit i noticed that part yeah, um, I mean, there, there's there's so many in these two movies that, like, it, it was clearly such an influential graphic novel. Um, just before we get into what is really the kind of the big the big kind of seismic moment of this 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 part of the film, uh, which is the big mutant fight, I just wanted to discuss briefly. Um, Batman is often as 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 a as a story as much about like the supporting cast of characters around him as it is about the character himself but he doesn't really get any in this he's got like jim gordon's retiring in this mm-hmm. and he's being replaced by ellie yendel i think who's not really in this she's in the next one as well um and then the mayor is a fucking idiot and I, and that's really <laughs> it that's the only that's the only help that batman gets is an idiot mayor and a retiring jim gordon um until robin comes up obviously until robin yeah that's true and alfred alfred gives him a little massage so that helps him out a little bit he does yeah uh, alfred gives him a little sort of shiatsu massage to work out some (laughs) of the work out some of the (laughs) kinks after a hard night of fighting crime um but yeah how did you feel about the mayor after after batman is able to with the help of robin 
uh, subdue the mutant leader, which we'll, we'll get into how he does that in a mm-hmm, second, because mm-hmm. it's like the big sort of set piece of this. Um, but after he manages to do that, and the mayor is like, I've got to go in alone to have a conversation with the mutant leader. <laughs> and then immediately dies. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was laughing there when you mentioned the mayor, because... <laughs> Pathetic like, character. What? Are you, what was the plan there? Like, like why? Are you, why not take an armed guard? Why not take Jim Gordon in with you? Like, it's yeah, there's, there's no reason for it. There's no the, press these, around. These are people which were terrorizing Gotham for weeks and months and probably years on end. Finally, Batman comes back, and the mayor's like, now, like, I'm just gonna go into the room with him. I'm just gonna go into the room with him. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be reasonable. Where, like, where have <laughs> these balls been in the past, Mister Mayor? Like, what's yeah it's unbelievable and like, i mean i think th- this vision of gotham is like full of kind of shitty media types and shitty politicians so reagan in the next one i can't wait to get to when we when we discuss that next week because he is a real piece of shit um but in this one and so in this part in particular you've got all these like talking head media programs yeah, yeah. uh basically saying like Batman's the problem, and then the amazingly shitty Dr. Bartholomew Walper, who's, <laughs> who basically saying that Batman creates criminals by uh, like creating the conditions in which they have to uh, they have to like lash out and become become uh, supervillains. Essentially, it's it's so depressing. It's it, it's interesting because is this are they try, is this trying to make a political commentary on the idea that people like blame the police for crime? Is that? Is that I, th- I mean, if Frank Miller. If, in my I, opinion, I that 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 maybe changes my opinion on the film because they need to do a little bit more research. Yeah, well, um, I think Frank Miller is a weird guy. He's very this this is kind of based on stuff that I read about him a fairly long time ago. So I apologize for getting this wrong, but he is he's become like a proper kind of libertarian, mm. uh, fuck all like kind of authority. Which is a, a sentiment I can kind of agree with to a certain extent, but he ta- he's taken it to the point where it's actually like become kind of almost almost fascistic in how he how he approaches things. Well, that's, um, yeah, like the the modern day take on a libertarian is that they want freedom for themselves, and then when you say, "But hang on, if the society was like he wanted, there'd be a lot of slaves." Oh yeah, yeah, but but I wouldn't have to pay taxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a worthy trade. Um, yeah, I mean that's the kind of America I think he he ideally wants to live in, um, and he does definitely have um, a infatuation with right wing um, sensibilities and uh, and and um, ideologies, which becomes very very apparent in some. He almost fetishizes it, to be honest, in a character in the second part. Um, it, yeah. it does make you it does make you view batman in a slightly different light i think or it certainly made me view batman in a slightly different light because yeah. he beats the fucking shit out of people in this there's no like that uh, no that's not true there is justification for why he does the things he does but there's a certain amount of like glee that this takes mm. in how violent batman is uh, that is a little uncomfortable or i found it a little uncomfortable at times yeah, I know, especially when it's being backed up by those talking heads, yeah. uh, sort of justifying Batman's actions, saying that you know it is it is a positive thing because it's helping Gotham with crime and he's not causing the crime. It, it's maybe as well if we look at the time that this was written in the eighties, maybe there's something mm-hmm. going on, uh, you know, sort of culturally at the time. I don't know what that would be. I don't know when the LA riots were, but I think they were sort of sort of more They're early nineties, maybe. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but like, it's just a it's just a tale as old as time, isn't it? The idea of the the idea of you know what causes crime, you know. Well, yeah, exactly. poverty, like, poverty. He he has he has the magic cure for it though, and it's beating the shit out of poor people. Yeah, that's that's um, the, exactly that's the, that's the thing. Poor people don't need more money; they need blood out of their body. Yeah, exactly. That'll fix them. And Batman gets a lot of it out of their bodies in <laughs> that does. final fight sequence. So, um, Batman dons the cowl once more he meets up with robin they do a bit of crime fighting have a good old time and then it becomes apparent that he's gonna have to take down the mutants because the mutants are an analog for or they're they're they're, you know the gang that runs gotham now and they're being toted as like worse than anything that gotham has ever seen he deals with two-face for a bit he gets what did you think about the bit where he makes the general kill himself by the way (laughs) (laughs) i was just gonna mention that in passing i didn't remember that bit and i was like holy shit shocking for sure <laughs> yeah, it was just like okay, all right. Well, that doesn't seem like a very noble thing to do. Batman really doesn't care in this film, and that's no, that's that's evident from the start. Absolutely out of fucks to give in this in this movie, uh, for better and for worse. Um, but yeah, so he does all that, and then it comes to this big climactic scene where he has to go and uh, fight the mutants as they. Oh, I need to hold on. There we go. My mic stands lowered down. I apologise, the volume's just jumped up. There we go. Uh, <laughs> filling the void, filling the void. Hello! Yeah, this is vamping. Yeah, um, yeah so um, we get a scene where he has to go and bust up a mutant meeting. And how does he do it, you ask? In a tank. Uh, now, there is... A, in a tank with a literal gun on the front that also fires missiles out of the top. Now, there is a moment during the scene where he shoots a bunch and blows up a bunch of people where the leader of the mutants points out that he's using rubber bullets my question to you anthony is do you think those explosives that he fired were also rubber yeah and how does that work big rubber turkeys um (laughs) rubber chickens uh that you know that's actually interesting in the context now of the idea of him being like analogous for the police it's also like but he's not that bad of a guy he's using rubber bullets um yeah no those explosions definitely weren't rubber um, no they weren't they were real expl- I don't. I don't <laughs> even know how you'd make a rubber explosive but they were definitely real explosives and the electricity that he just fries a bunch of mutants on his Batmobile with was definitely not rubber electricity either so like I'd, it's like it's a weird it's a weird thing because on one hand it's like it's a good action sequence but on the other when Batman comics and movies make a point of the non-lethal thing they're like yeah oh he's not going to kill people or he's using non-lethal methods but then they depict him as using for a start rubber bullets aren't non-lethal they're less lethal like you can kill people with rubber bullets um and secondly when they make a point of depicting what they're doing in such a way that it's obvious that people have died <laughs> like there's no way he didn't kill any mutants in, in that assault and, like there's is no chance not in a million years it just becomes a little bit hollow yeah it's having the cake and eating it too I like we've talked about it before like if they want to have batman kill on people fine like fine yeah. Just don't make any allusion to the idea of him not being like not using lethal force. Why? Why do they need to have the rubber bullets? What, yeah. like, it's, it's it's that weird thing. Even in the Nolan ones, it, as long as it's not actually a gun that you shoot with that you can get at a gun show, it's all right. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's exactly. no, no. The guns on front of your little Batmobile are not are not okay just because you're not holding them in your hand. 
Yeah, like look at the fucking caliber of that rubber bullet gun that's on the front of this tank. Like it's fu- the the size of the rubber bullets. They're gonna be like the size of my fist. Like that's gonna that's gonna give you like, explode your heart the moment it yeah. hits you. Just because a cannonball's made of rubber doesn't mean yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Kill you. Like a ball of rubber traveling a thousand miles an hour is still gonna kill you. It's just like it's the most nonsense I've ever seen. Um, but I mean, we do get some justice served because Batman get, pretty much just gets his ass kicked um, yeah. when he fights the mutant leader. Um, uh, and and uh, <laughs> there's a great line. So, how did you feel about the two like comedy characters of Don and Rob, the comedy mutants of Don and Rob? <laughs> Oh yeah, what did it say on their tops again? Just like my name is Don. Just, yeah, my name yeah. is Don and my name is Rob. Like it's such weird <laughs> that's weird characters. And then there was uh, a female uh mutant as well in that. That in was that scene. uh that was what's her face. Uh, that was Carrie dressed up as a as a mutant, getting them to all come. Oh yeah, to that's the... right, actually, yes. Oh, oh yes, actually it's funny. I, I the kids distracted me from that. And then halfway through that uh scene I was like, I think that's Robin. And then uh I, I couldn't remember if that was confirmed or not because I missed the very beginning of it. Um, yeah. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've got to have comedy. It's it's like it's like in you know um, you know the Power Rangers movie. What do you call those? Yeah. What do you call the, that? that dyna- the dynamic duo. There's the the dynamic duo. The dyna- uh, oh, Bulk and Skull. Yeah, Bulk and Skull. You gotta <laughs> you gotta have them. I love that Bulk and Skull. They don't do this in enough shows these days or movies. When the comedy characters are on screen, the score of your movie needs to be like a. Just let everyone know that this is this is the comedy section of the, of the movie. As if Ivan Ooze wasn't comedy itself. <laughs> Didn't need comedy relief in that film. Oh god, what a movie! What a movie! Uh, I haven't seen that for a long time. I bet it's still good. I bet, it, oh, I bet no, it's great. Hundred percent. So, <laughs> what I thought um, was, what I thought was interesting about the Power Rangers movie, just to sort of continue down this this rabbit hole, um, I thought it was interesting that. I can't fully remember whether they got the actors to do the flips in the film or not. Because you know how the actual TV show was actually based on the Japanese show Power Rangers? Yeah, it's just Super Sentai or whatever it's called. And then they just like... So whenever the fighting or the the flipping was happening, that was just from the Japanese show. Whereas then... So I can't... In the film, I think they actually did it themselves. But then I can't remember if it was obviously not... In the same way the show, obviously not the actual actors doing the fighting. I can't... I can't remember how the style translated to a movie. I, I don't know about the movie specifically, but what I can tell you is I was talking to a friend of mine who's a big Power Rangers fan a few weeks ago, and they were saying that essentially the chronology has rem- of production has remained the same, whereas the American one is still... And I assume this is true of the movies as well, because why why would they not do it for the movie when they've done it for everything else? Yeah. Um, they they shoot with American actors, but the action sequences are shot from the are basically just lifted from the original Japanese show. But then, they the Japanese uh, company, which ah, uh, it's it's not Hasbro. What is the name of it? Saiban, maybe. Um, but they then took the American Power Rangers and dubbed that back into Japanese as a oh. different show. So it's like so we're we're full on incepted in Power Rangers now. Um, which just see, I don't know why you would watch that. Why would you watch the the American one dubbed into Japanese? It just oh, doesn't make any that sense. That is that's mind blowing. That means they're going to watch both shows and then they're going to be the same fight scene. Yeah, but different, potentially completely different character moments. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. So, I mean, who knows? But, I mean, I, I'm going to say that I assume the movie probably used... Uh, there was probably a Japanese movie at the same time. 
um, that that they took the fight scenes from. But I could be completely wrong, to be honest. Yeah, uh, you could be. Probably are. Well, I could do the research. I'm simply not going to for Power Rangers the movie. Um, <laughs> okay, so, right. Let's, let's wrap this up then. So there's two Big Mutant fight scenes. First one, Batman gets his ass beat, throws some mud in Big Mutant's face, and... Um, Robin saves the day, and uh, and Batman's like, "Oh fuck, I'm too old for this." And then they go around, set a like, a, a basically set up a big climactic jailbreak where Batman's gonna gonna fight the the mutant leader again to prove that he's the he's the big boss. Um, mm-hmm. We get Carrie dressed as a a mutant going around being like, "Go to the pipes or whatever." Um, and there's there's a great moment where Batman and the mutant leader square off in this big mud pit. And uh, where Don and Rob say, he peg Batman, meaning he's going to beat Batman. And I had to write it down <laughs> because that sentence has taken on a significantly different meaning <laughs> yeah, he in, the last, in, in the last 10 years. But, you know, you heard it here first. The mutant leader in The Dark Knight Returns pegs Batman. So if that's what you're into, look no further than Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. I'm sure Frank, Frank Miller based on his politics, would be thrilled about that <laughs> about He's a libertarian. That He's a libertarian so yeah, it, but you it, know it, what that means when it comes to LGBTQ stuff. <laughs> it, like They're libertarian so long as that fits a very narrow definition <laughs> of freedom. <laughs> like, as, soon as, you, as soon as you're outside that line, it's like, no, I didn't mean that freedom. Or that, or that one. Put that down. Stop that. <laughs> like, I, can't, I, can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to see if any of our listeners, listeners would consider themselves libertarians. Um... Let us know in the comments. Uh, we're not going to get into a political <laughs> yeah. argument with you, but we—it's you know—we respect all colors and creeds. Uh, let us know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let us know what you, your opinion on Frank Miller. Um, <laughs> do I mean it's it's shown after the big fight um, that he hasn't killed the big mutant boss? But I mean, I—he breaks three of his limbs. He breaks like an arm, and then he breaks both of his legs, and then he just punches him in the face a bunch of times i'm pretty sure the big the big mutant boss would die from the beating that he gets at the end of this yeah what's the big uh there's a big like sort of character moment that batman has while beating him that he says like i'm just gonna i can't remember what he says actually but he says something then he starts beating the hell out of him uh, he says like oh, this is a like you don't understand this is a surgery and i'm the doctor or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah 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 I, like, yeah, I, I was like what so it reminds me <laughs> it reminds me of that bit in uh one of the later seasons of the american office after will ferrell was replaced uh, Steve Carell and they have like the basketball episode and it's like basically the only joke in the latest season of The Office that made me laugh but uh, I think I think Will Ferrell's character is like I can dunk from the three point line or whatever and he goes <laughs> to do it and as he does it he shouts the doctor is in <laughs> and, <then does> the... <laughs> and it's great it's a great moment and Batman basically says the same thing yeah, yeah, yeah. in this um, he remembers you know he doesn't fight him with aggression he fights him with the kind of clinical coldness that um that that he's famous for and he manages to overcome like he's smarter and he's able to beat him that way um which i thought was kind of cool like it, it, like the violence is troubling to some extent knowing what we know about the author but i think like purely like as it's as it exists within this movie like it's fitting and it and it's kind of a cool scene yeah yeah no, i i actually quite liked it i also kind of liked how the mutant sort of let him fight the the big bad rather than like yeah. be one on a hundred or whatever I actually like yeah that. well I, I mean you know they're more than that by the end of it they're the bloody sons of the batman they've come round full start like full circle on um on on the experience and they're like actually 
this Batman guy. They're like orcs in Warhammer. Like they just follow the hardest yeah, orc. Yeah, yeah. And Batman in this case is the hardest orc. So he's just like you're <laughs> you're my right. boys now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like what do they call themselves? The Bat Crew or something? <laughs> the sons of the, they're called the Sons of Batman. Yeah, which son, is Sons of great. Batman. He doesn't even ask them to do it at the end of this as well. Like they just do it. Just go around of... beating people now. Yeah, exactly. They well they go around piping up drug dealers or whatever <laughs> like cleaning up the streets like uh like mac and charlie and it's always, it's always, it, oh no mac and d and it's always sunny just a bat a bat and a beret um <laughs> that's, that's what and, we get. And, and some pretty sick face tattoos let's be honest yes yeah some great face tattoos uh they've all, got, they've all got two eyes again now though yeah they do they take their visors off which are those kind of been cheap so you know <laughs> yeah. that's that. I hope I hope they've found a good home somehow. Um, we do see them return in the second part, so not all of them were thrown away at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we get a big Joker tease at the end. Um, how? What is do a, any you... any Batman film is not made until there's no. a Joker tease. They, you can tell they're so desperate to get to Joker that Two Face is like a fucking throwaway in this one. It's like Two Face is out. What, one is, face. It, well, yeah, one face exactly. Like he he's released, he's had plastic surgery, he's he's feeling better. Can he stay good? And then literally the next scene, it's like no, he can't. Like he. Yeah. And then, then, then they also just throw away the idea, just through the visuals, not even through any dialogue, that he sees himself as fully like. Yeah, he thinks he's got half. one face, but he's just completely scarred. Yeah. Um, so he, they they even just throw away that mental anguish that he has, and they're just like, all right, that's the end. Yeah, onto the next thing. There was enough there for us to understand exactly what was happening, but at the same time, yeah, they spent no time on it, really. Yeah, I mean, you can tell that this is like a 75-minute movie um, that really was made as part of it with the idea of it kind of being one sitting, one like two-hour sitting or whatever Mm -hmm. uh, for both parts because, yeah, they really fly through that stuff. But as you say, we get the Joker tease at the end. He looks a little bit older. His his green hair is now a kind of... um, I don't know what colour you'd call it. Teal? Is that a teal? teal yeah aqua aqua uh, maybe yeah yeah he um <laughs> he's played by michael emerson as well not uh by luke skywalker so no um, no Mike, uh, michael emerson of course being ben linus from lost uh i wasn't sure if you were going to recognize that or not i wrote it down because i was like i don't know who the fuck this is but like he's in lost so anthony will probably know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah 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 well he's he was like one of the most compelling characters in lost he was like the guy who they uh, didn't actually land on the uh, on the, or they, he wasn't on their plane um so therefore like they captured him and then were like trying to and he was like kept saying that he landed on he's my name is henry gale and he and he landed on the, the island in a balloon and they just kept like they actually they actually they actually ended up torturing him <laughs> to find <laughs> <laughs> pretty cheery show lost they torture it? a few people in that i remember well they, oh, they have to like, you know it's this is like mid 2000s uh american yeah TV. that's a good point if that's you have point. an if you have an iraqi character he's got to torture people doesn't yeah, he? yeah well i think yeah the iraq the iraqi character tortures sawyer as i recall at some point yeah he, he, tort- like- he tortures him um uh and he's doing his little voice uh because the guy's actually like a cockney in real life the guy who plays him yeah and he's doing the voice and he's very comes across like a very posh Iraqi, you know? And yeah. he's like and he's like uh saying, We don't have bamboo in my country. Yeah. But we do have, <laughs> we have something very similar. Yeah. Re- reeds. And, <laughs> and he, he like shoves puts, it under his fingernails. Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a terrible way of torturing someone. I knew someone who had an affair with that man. I'm not gonna say any more because I don't want to get us oh, in legal trouble. Oh but... my god <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I, yeah, I, and I will, I will, I'll just say this. I know another famous person who had an affair, but I am not going to even, <laughs> yeah, even we... say what man it was, because that this is, is really This is bad. great. This should just be the podcast from now on, is us just hinting at famous people we know who've had extramarital <laughs> affairs until we get a cease and desist. And you're like, sorry guys, the podcast's over. Well, it's, going... it's like, it's like uh, South Park, whenever they were saying Tom Cruise was a fudge packer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it'll be exactly like he that. sued we'll them get, for we'll defamation lawyers. so then they just released an episode where they didn't call him gay anymore they just they just said his job was that he packed fudge into the back yeah. of a van the most the most childish of <laughs> homophobic the insults they could possibly have gone for um i haven't watched yes, that I, in like a decade i wonder what it's like now um probably the same is going to be my my guess i can't the same I, like, and I, complaining why uh why why the world has has changed and they haven't yeah I think Matt, Matt yeah, uh, what's his name? Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Um, for all the the good comedy that they had contributed to the world, they don't strike me as very. Um, they don't strike me as people who are like willing to change the way they make things. <laughs> given oh, they I, haven't. Again, done I haven't so. said I haven't watched it in a decade. Maybe I should re rewatch and see. No, I, 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 I will say Booker Mormon, Chef Kiss. Come on, is that them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know they were Booker Mormon. Okay, well, fair enough. Maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong. Um, I, I, I just like I associate them. It's more about me. I associate them with myself and what I was into in like 1999. Yeah, yeah, I like, know exactly what you mean. And I was like, that was awful, and I'd never want to go back to who I was <laughs> at that point. So I don't think they're good either. But maybe they're fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think it's interesting. Yeah, is that it's interesting. I I think I seem to remember a lot of people like South Park because it was like just like really immature, you yeah. know, comedy. But then I remember watching a few episodes when i was older and thinking the message of this isn't too bad actually it's it's one of the maybe maybe there's some value there i mean i, I to be honest with you, i can't be bothered going to watch going 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 to see yeah but maybe there's not... more value there than i thought definitely more value in south park potentially than family guy anyway i don't know oh family guy's a piece of shit like family yeah. it, like i've i haven't laughed at an episode of family guy in like 15 years <laughs> like it's just it's just not good. I think um, I laughed at the first episode of Family Guy, and then never laughed at again because every episode was the same. Yes, that's definitely true. I, I like well, that South Park episode where they talk about like the manatees picking jokes out of balls. For yeah. is that is that is for Family Guy, I think, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, yeah. But it kind of once you see how the sausage is made, it's like ah oh, fuck, it is exactly that. Actually, and, yeah, that's why I hate the fact that the Simpsons kind of went down that road. The Simpsons, yeah. modern Simpsons, also does that sort of remember the time, you know that that sort yeah. of comedy, and your just little fl- the flashback comedy, bloody hell, sequiturs. Oh, yeah. I hate it. I hate it. Well, that's been your Family Guy and South Park <laughs> and Simpsons minute. Well, it's, it's the animation episode, Conrad. It is. That's true. Well, next week we're going to talk about. Hold on, what anime? Uh, Rick and Morty. Let's talk about Rick and Morty next week. And uh... <laughs> oh, well, you just remind me of the end of eighth grade. You know, eighth grade. Did you watch it? No, I never watched that. Was Bo it good? Bo-, Bo Burnham's directorial debut. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, okay. Uh, um, yeah, so there's a there's a moment at the end where two like teenagers like bond over Rick and Morty and like it's so cringe but it's so realistic <laughs> yeah. and they're like oh my god Morty oh my god it's just so good it's just so yeah. good I had uh, yeah what well, well, one of my uh, one of my ex girlfriend's younger brothers was very into Rick and Morty and uh, and I was I just had to indulge it I was like yeah that was, that was great let's get what? you into some anime <laughs> like, let's get- I was all, all I was all into Rick and Morty and I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I haven't actually watched an episode since the um, the the huge hullabaloo about Szechuan sauce after like season two or something. Was okay. season two or season three? We got to the point where people were going to McDonald's and like 
jumping up on the counters of McDonald's demanding Szechuan yeah. sauce. I only saw that for the first time, like literally like a week ago, that video. And I was like, that looks staged to me. I don't trust that that's real. The fan base put me off the show. So I've still got a lot to catch up on it. And now it's so much distance from the Rick and Morty you know, high IQ fan base, maybe I actually would yeah. enjoy the last few Well, seasons. I mean, between now and next week, when we record again, you can watch, catch up on your Rick and Morty and we can talk to for our other uh, animation podcast next week. Yeah. yeah, and we have gone 50 minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> Just for anyone who was worried that they weren't going to get their, their content fill of nonsense because yeah. of our because of Back to the Future making a return. We've managed it. We made it, folks. Well, if you take Back to the Future out, we're talking about a 40-minute podcast here, guys. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Back to the Future, let's be honest, compared to the last 10 minutes, is, is content gold. Like, this has just been nonsense. I've been trying to end the show for the last 10 minutes, and Anthony's just going off on one talking about Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh, they're going to love it. Don't you worry, Conrad. I know what these guys want to hear. I know what yeah. these guys want to hear. That's true. Yeah, you know the people. You know, you're, 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 you're the, man on the, the man on the ground. He's <laughs> like, Talking, talking to the people. I'm up here in my ivory tower, wanting to talk about Batman. Um, okay, rating very quickly. What you? I mean, as I say, this is part of a two-parter, so it's a bit unfair to give it a rating on its own. But how, how did you find this? I'm gonna go three star. Okay, I went four, but I, I think that's to be honest, it's hard for me not to rate this all as one whole package because I know where it's going. It's also um, swayed by the fact that it's an animation not not made by one of the main animation studios. Yes. So you're yeah, all of a sudden I, thinking this is a bit highbrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As I sip on my snifter of whiskey, it's just like, yeah. oh, you're not going to catch Joe Public watching this. So yeah, I yeah, can exactly. my fucking Citizen Kane and Dark Knight Returns yeah. double feature. <laughs> no one's going to be talking to me about this at the water cooler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can lord it over those idiots at work. Um, but yes, okay, four star, three star. I think that's fair enough. Um, and that is going to do it for us here. So um, we are going to end this with answering one simple question as we always do and that is anthony what is your favorite movie this week favorite movie this week has got to be we bought a zoo again <laughs> okay for me i'm gonna say power rangers the movie oh, bring back ivan i thought you were gonna steal the joke from me to be honest i thought you were gonna you were i, I, I would have i would have but i forgot Okay, well, I mean, so did everyone who watched that movie, <laughs> to be fair. And I'm not going to say it's Morphin time at the end of the episode, guys. I know you're all thinking I will. Say it's Morbin time. And that is oh. the only Morbius <laughs> joke that we're going to put in this, because that joke is already not funny. But, like... <laughs> <That's> like... <it. laughs> There's another one. There's it's a... me, a Paolo. Um... <laughs> Okay, right. Thank you. I've got the outro in my show notes here, so I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna do this straight off the dome piece Let's and see if, if I remember it. it. Um, so thank you to uh, our musical folks for their contribution to our ama- amazing theme song. It's Jared Ascaria and Nancy Wyatt. Yes. There you go. You can find links down to their stuff uh, down in the description below. And thank you to you for listening. Uh, let us know in the comments if you've seen this. If you're one of those whiskey sipping highbrow types who's watched (laughs) watched this Um, and if not go watch it and then get involved in the comments give the show a like Uh, subscribe if you're not already we're the best movie podcast ever on podcasting and apps and we are the culture cave on youtube and we will see you same time same place next week actually Conrad before we go have you seen Bojack Horseman (laughs) (laughs) oh god